Hello everyone, this is Deborah Richardson and today I am putting the AP in Happy where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. This podcast will give a voice to accounts payable team members by talking about the growing reality of cyber attacks in their world and which vendor setup and vendor management techniques they can apply to protect the vendor master file from fraud. If you are looking for vendor process training for you or your entire vendor team, head over to my site at DeborahRRichardson.com and click on the Vendor Team Training Solved button to learn more about what is included in the monthly or annual plan and also to download a 2021 training schedule. Get the training that you and your team needs to avoid payment fraud, duplicate vendors, compliance fines, and more. Have you heard of vishing? That is phishing, but with a V. Now, if you want to know what type of fraud this is and how to protect your vendor team, keep listening. Welcome to episode 142. What is vishing and how can you protect your vendor team? With continued remote work in 2021, unfortunately, cyber criminals have continued to increase their fraudulent attempts to divert your vendor's payments. And as a buyer, if your company most likely has a centralized phone number for vendors to call in and check payment status or ask how to submit documents to your vendor team to do business with your company or for existing vendors, to ask how to update their existing information, which could be their banking information or even their remit address since check fraud is still out there. But anyway, um, if you're using a telephone number centralized to have your vendors call in, then cyber criminals know that and they will use um, that phone number to attempt to get information to divert legitimate vendor payments to fraudulent bank accounts. Okay, so we're going to talk about two things. One, we're going to talk about what is phishing. And then two, we're going to talk about how you can protect your vendor team. So what is phishing? Well, as part of my top three uh, fraud risk vendor teams need to watch out for in 2021 and what can combat them webinar, I listed vishing as one of the top three fraud risks. Now, if you want to watch that webinar, I do have it on my uh, YouTube channel. And if you link, um, click on the link in the description to the blog for this podcast, you'll see a link to, to that uh, to that webinar on my YouTube channel. And um, those that I have on my YouTube channel are all timestamped. So you can skip around and go directly um, to Vishing if you want to hear what I said in that webinar about Vishing. But um, again, I listed Vishing as one of the top three fraud risks. But I guess the question to answer first is really what is the difference between um, Phishing with a PH 
smishing with an SM, and then finally vishing with a V. So starting off with phishing, uh, P-H-I-S-I-N-G, this is the fraudulent practice of sending emails purporting to be from reputable companies in order to induce individuals to reveal sensitive uh, information such as bank details and credit card numbers. Now, smishing, S-M-I-S-H-I-N-G, that is the fraudulent practice of sending text messages purporting to be from reportable companies in order to induce individuals to reveal sensitive information, such as bank details and credit card numbers. Now, if you want to hear more about smishing, please check out episode 120 of this podcast. Now, the last one is vishing, V-I-S-I-N-G, and that is what we're talking about today. And vishing is the fraudulent practice of making phone calls or leaving voice messages purporting to be from reputable companies in order to induce individuals to reveal sensitive information such as bank details and credit card numbers. Now you can see the pattern of all of these fraudulent um, activities, uh, except one is sending via email, one is sending via text message, and one is utilizing the phone, either by making phone calls or leaving voice messages. And that is vishing what we're talking about today. And one example I do want to give is uh, uh, last year, earlier last year, it might have been sometime in 2019, I was on a forum and an accounts payable manager reached out on that forum because she said her team was so busy with validating vendor requests that ended up being fraudulent. And the reason why is that they were getting in these phone calls from these fraudsters, cyber criminals, bad actors, and they were eliciting information from the the vendor team or the accounts payable team that were taking the phone calls. And they were asking a pretending to be vendors uh, and asking when the next payment date was, when the amount was, and the team was giving this information out. Now, yes, they did have a process in place to validate um, that vendor uh, that vendor request, that confirmation phone call. And while they thwarted the fraud attempt, the team was spending too much time on those activities. And so let's now talk about how you can protect your vendor team from vishing. So the question is, uh, and was for that accounts payable manager that reached out is, Are you or your team members talking to your vendor or a cyber criminal? Now, Stu Soldier Sowerman, and I don't think I'm pronouncing that correctly, but he is the CEO of Know Before. And Know Before is a company that provides simulation of fraud, such as phishing, in order to train your team. Now, in an article entitled, Here's Some Powerful Ammo to Grab More of your end of year InfoSec budget. Um, He stated that bad guys consider your user or your vendor team member their most rewarding attack service um, because it takes three months to hack hardware, 
three weeks to hack software and only three minutes, if that, to hack a human. Now, in the article, he was referring to email, but it's the same with vishing. And that's because voice is the oldest form of communication. And it is the best way to invoke that emotional element that is so critical in a fraud attempt. So how can your team combat that? Well, I have three different ways. The first way is to apply authentication techniques. So we talked about the emotional element, baby crying, sense of urgency. That's really effective in a phone call, but requiring authentication removes that emotional element. So before discussing any issue, require that your vendor team member or your AP help desk member, whoever's taking that phone call, require that the vendor or them to ask the vendor to provide at least two pieces of information that a fraudster would uh, not know such as an invoice number and a buyer name or a PO number plus the last four digits of the bank account number on file, especially if they're asking for information for a bank change. So apply those authentic, uh, authentication techniques. The second one is if you're suspicious, uh, try this vendor tactic. Now, according to social-engineer.org, if you ask the visher um, for their name, company, and phone number, or put them on hold, the visher will disconnect. So if the vendor team member or the help desk member is uncomfortable in any way, they can take the caller's information, tell them someone will call back. And if they actually give identifying information, it can be validated or handed um, over to leadership and or the security team. Now, the next tip is to terminate the call and initiate contact with the caller via a different method. So you can have the vendor team member or the AP help desk member call the vendor telephone number, hang up, and then call the vendor telephone number or email them using the information that you have on record. And one great best practice is to try to contact someone other than the person that made the uh, original request or that initiated the call. Now, the next tip is to implement least privileged access. Well, what does that mean? That means you need to limit who in the company has access to view um, the vendor banking information, their tax ID, or any other sensitive information that can be used to authenticate vendors. So in other words, you don't want to put all these controls in place around authentication and then have uh, helpful Sally in another department get a call from a froster and have her be vished, right? And they trick her into giving uh, the information that can be uh, either used to call back and authenticate with the help desk or the vendor team, or that can be used to submit uh, a... Uh, a change of banking or a change of remit address uh, to a fraudulent account. So you do want to implement 
least privileged access so that does not happen. And in addition to that, just in general, the less internal team members that have access to vendor sensitive information, the less susceptible your company is to revealing that information um, to a fraudster. Now, if it's too late, and someone in your company has already been vished and uh, there was a fraud that was successful, that fraud attempt was successful, don't forget to report it. Um, Report it to the FCC or to the FBI's Internet Crime Complaint Center. And again, I'll have those links in the blog for this podcast and a link to that blog will be in the show notes. If you want more training for your vendor team, including new frauds and how to combat them, please sign up for the vendor process team training pass that I talked about earlier. The fourth Thursday of every month, I talk about new frauds, new scam alerts, and how to avoid them. And for the new scam alerts, you can sign up to receive my new scam alerts that I post. And I've been posting at least two to three a week since last year. Um, This is on new scams that I see popping up on gift cards, on um, things related to Microsoft's Office 365. That's always a hot one. I just had one about the external email indicator um, being uh, removed. That was actually a big one. And I think that one came out in May. And so if you uh, go to my site, you'll see that I have under free resources, I have a new scam alert uh, page and that's where I post all new scam alerts. So make sure you check that out and you share that with your team so you guys can be aware of what these fraudsters are doing because they're always innovating. And I will include a link to the new scam alerts in the uh, show notes for this episode. So thanks everyone. I hope you enjoyed the 142nd episode of the Putting the AP in Happy podcast, where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Don't forget to check the show notes for the links mentioned in the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and writing a review of my podcast on the platform that you use to listen. Stay happy. Mm-hmm.